You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. And welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. Joining us today, my buddy and friend, interventionist and sober companion, Shana McKinnavec. How you doing, Shana? I'm great, Damon. Boy, that's an awesome intro. I love that, my buddy and friend. I was just thinking when we were chatting before we started is that we need to um, speak more often because we have so much to chat about when we finally get together to record that we spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes just getting caught up. So we'll have to we'll have to make time for that to chat a bit more outside of doing our podcast. Absolutely. You know, recovery is all about connections. It's all about making friends. It's that support group. You're part of my support group. Mm -hmm. And I always love chatting with you. I know you've been going through a lot of stuff in your life right now. Uh, A a lot of changes. I think you're even coming from a remote location right now, aren't you? I am. I am coming from a remote location. My parents' basement, Um, the basement in the house that I grew up in. My dad has had two back-to-back knee replacement surgeries, so I came up to care for him and be of service, and it's been a really special time. He's 86 years old, so to be able to be with him through his recovery and, you know, to be full of gratitude. I hadn't been up here in, uh, in four or five years, and the last time was in the middle of my relapse, and in this basement, I was hiding out, drinking bottles of vodka. Who knew that five years later... I'd be sitting here doing a Recovered Life podcast. So um, I'm really grateful to be in the place I am today because had I continued down that path, I may not even be here. I was on a really bad path. So uh, I'm grateful to be here. And uh, it's a little chilly. It's in Toronto, Canada. So a little chilly, but not too cold yet. Well, see, now you've made the show international, Shauna, so our value has gone up immensely. (laughs) So thank you very much. And welcome to all of our Canadian listeners. I know we have a lot of Canadian listeners. So I I love that, you know, uh, with everything that's going on in your life right now, uh, you know, we were chatting about, you know, about the whole 12-step process and about, you know, how to find that really good 12-step home group. And mm-hmm. I have to tell you, and I shared with you right up front and to, to all the listeners, you know, I'm very open about my recovery process. And, you know, right. I've struggled. I, I've struggled with 12-step groups sometimes, and I've had a hard time uh, finding a 12-step yeah. home group. You know, and it's been it's been kind of a struggle for me. I've clicked in sometimes. And, uh, you know, I found right ones that have worked for a period of time. And then I've, for whatever reason, they've fallen apart or I've had to move on from them. Uh, but I wanted to go over this with you, Shauna, because as an interventionist and sober companion, you're dealing with people in early recovery and you're helping them get into the whole 12-step thing. Let's talk about this. How do you... Uh, what do you tell them in the ways in which to pick a home group? Like, what are the, how do you, how do you do this? So there's, I think the most important thing, not the most important thing, but the first step is to figure out how to find a home group. Damon, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, you want me to have a home group or you want me to go to meetings. So where do I even look? Right. And I think I can weave in my experience here in Toronto because I wanted to go to meetings while I was up here. And so I actually use um, an app called Meeting Guide. Well, that's just my phone, but it's an app called Meeting Guide. And you can actually search on um, the types of meetings. So, you know, 
I would give them the resources to say, okay, depending on what town we were in, we'd sit down and look up the uh, local AA chapter because right now, because of COVID um, or having been because of COVID, almost everyone's online, everyone's meetings are listed online. And it will say if it's an online meeting or an in-person meeting. So go to the local AA. Um, I'm from Raleigh normally, or I live in Raleigh. So it's raleighaa.com. And it lists all of the meetings in that district. And then meeting guide, You, I mean, meeting guide is great for traveling because you pull it up and it has you know, directions, it has the type of meeting, we'll get into that, um, you know, how to look for what types of meetings. Um, but you can click and filter on it, you know, a big book meeting, a newcomer meeting, a step meeting, um, a, you know, 12 steps and 12 traditions. So you can actually even filter on those. And, you know, there are other things to look for when looking for a group or a home group, because you're not just going to go to your home group because your home group may only have one meeting a week. You're going to have to go to other meetings. So how do you support your recovery? How do you find the, the real great groups? And I think what I have done, what the groups that have had the most value for me have been the ones that are really solution focused. Okay, so how do I find that? Usually I look for a big book group, a closed discussion group, a literature-based meeting, because if it's a literature-based meeting, then it's going to be approved literature. I'm speaking specifically for um, AA as a 12-step program, but there's many other um 12-step fellowships out there that are terrific. Like Cocaine Anonymous CA is not just for, they take everybody and they their, their book is, they use the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. They don't change anything in it. So it's mm -hmm. a really solid foundation. Um, but I look for groups that are big book groups that are closed discussions. Sometimes I'll look specifically for a women's meeting. Um you know, Shauna, to jump in here, I think one of the things that you yes, please, because I've been here, talking for like a minute and a yeah, half. <laughs> I think that's really good that you so the first thing you have to do is to really show up because I think mm -hmm. a lot of the times in our head, right? And I know this in recovery, especially early recovery, there's so much going on. We overthink things so much. And we want mm -hmm. to find the right perfect group. We might have even had a bad experience. I know a lot of people who've had not a great experience with their first couple of meetings. So they want to try to find something, but they don't they're kind of immobilized and they don't show up. So if you don't show up, you can't find the right meeting, right? Like to, just right. To, to highlight that, if you don't take a risk and actually go out and actually go to different meetings, you're not going to find the right meeting. No, you're not. You have to. And, you know, I know people that default to, well, I'll just go to an online meeting. I'll just go to an online meeting. And online meetings are great. I actually, my home group is an online meeting. Uh, it started during COVID and it's at 6.30 in the morning and it really fits well with my schedule. But I supplement with in-person meetings because this is a we program. Mm -hmm. Our program, we we need the fellowship. We need to be around other people. The coffee before, coffee after, chatting, going out for lunch, going out for a coffee, um, you know, getting together with groups of people, getting to know people in the fellowship and building those relationships and those bridges, we need the support of our fellows. So exclusively going to online meetings isn't um, isn't what I would recommend. Um, 
I always, I really think the fellowship is important because when we've stopped drinking, many of us have lost our drinking buddies and our friends and our social outlet as well. And we really need, and AA is based on unity. So group unity, um, the base is the recovery and then the fellowship and service. And it's really important to, to be able to do all three. You know, I think one of the I think one of the things it's like, what do people look for? Because I know, you know, people will ask me all the time, um, and you know, and I get calls from you know therapists, interventionists like mm-hmm. you, and say, oh, I have somebody that's in L.A. What meeting should they go to, or what should they look for, right in L.A.? And I think it's the same thing every time. Like, especially when you're new, if you go mm-hmm. into a if you go into a twelve step meeting, an AA meeting, an NA meeting, and and you're in there, and you know no one talks to you and no one knows you. Um, I think that's a pretty good sign mm-hmm. that probably it's not a very strong group, you right. know, because I know from being involved and, in, and, you know, help from a leadership standpoint in bigger 12 step groups, um, you know, it was very rare that we would let anyone come in that we don't know that we didn't at least that at least several people didn't go up to and say hello and introduce themselves. Right. Like, so I think that's a big sign. Like if you're there and no one says hello to you. Right. And, and no find one another addresses group. you. Yeah. Right. Find another go to another group. Right. I mean, wouldn't you say that? Because yeah. I think one of the things that keeps people away are people's personalities like yes. people like I know I have not gone to groups that I should have gone to because I didn't like some of the people that were there and that was a mistake for me because after mm-hmm. I got to know them I ended up I ended up becoming very good friends with them. And and I think you know I'll ask you this Damon did they reach out and say hello to you when you came into that group? Yeah, because you know my 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 view Shauna is um you know especially AA, which I could speak to like for 12 steps. And this is anyone who's out there that's listening Mm -hmm. to this, that has time or is new can relate to this in, in different ways. You know, I feel that like with people who have been in 12 step programs for a long time, many times your home group experience shifts to being of service it's more right. about being of service with your home group than it is actually you're getting stuff there. So, for example, for me, I've always been the type that, you know, I've had a home group when I when I was really doing, I'd have a home group and I might not have gotten what I needed out of that. I might go to mm-hmm. a group where I'm just one of a billion people sitting there because I need to maybe more receive information and right. I don't want to really be in a position where I have to make sure that the dues are collected and the coffee's made and the right, you know what I mean? And that we have a leader participating. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then I'm participating. So for me, it's always been about how do I build the perfect ensemble of meetings? Uh, Mm -hmm. And online, I think is one of those too. I mean, what's your tip on that? Like, what, what do you do as far as personalities go? Because I know this is a big one that people are going to say, it's like, I love the group, but I hate the people. Yeah. And I'm in a a few online, um, private online Facebook groups of people who have various different addictions. And they'll say, well, I tried AA, 
you know, okay, what does that mean, right? You went to a meeting. Um, and like you said, you know, people can be turned off by personalities. For me, my own experience was, I remember the first time I, this is 100 years ago, when I first went to an AA meeting, and I went to the same one because it was close to my house, it was convenient, I was living in Dallas at the time. And I went to a meeting, and I went there three times. And no one said hi to me three times in a row. I never went back. You know, I never went back. I didn't stay in AA at that time. I went out, did a little more drinking. And then I found I went to a different meeting. And I went to a a different meeting. And when, you know, it is daunting enough to walk down that hallway to an AA meeting. What you want is someone to be there at the end of the hallway saying, hi, welcome, come in. And that... In many groups, the greeter is a service position. And so people, like you said, are doing service and they're there to welcome you. And then other people, you know, they're not just chatting amongst themselves. They're there to be the hand of AA because the responsibility statement says, you know, whenever someone reaches out, I will be, I'm not saying it properly, perfectly, but I'll be the hand of AA, right? If someone's reaching out and coming to a new meeting, a newcomer, then they're reaching out for help and we need to respond in kind and welcome them in. So it's, as you said, it denotes the health of a group from a service perspective. If everything's working together, unity, service, fellowship, and recovery, um, usually groups that are strong in service are also strong in recovery because service comes out of recovery. Recovery is the basic thing. So I went to a different meeting in Dallas than months later after I decided, oh yeah, no, I really do. I really need to find it. And these women were so welcoming and they gave me their list of phone numbers and they told me they go out for lunch after the Tuesday meeting and they go for dinner before the Thursday meeting. And so they had fellowship worked in as well. It made all the difference. I wanted to be there. Now, if you go to a meeting that's a big book or primary purpose meeting. I also recommend when you know it's a strong literature-based meeting and maybe people are too caught up in themselves because, you know, part of our disease is that our ego and, you know, we don't get out of ourselves. It doesn't mean it's going to be a bad meeting. You look for the recovery message and you can't be turned off. Mm -hmm. If they're working out of the book or out of conference approved literature, then the message is going to be there. So I also always recommend that when you go to a meeting, it's so easy to say, oh, I don't like that. I can't believe that person said that, or I don't like how that, or we stand in judgment. I don't like the way they look. They're nothing like me, whatever. And just really encourage people to look for the similarities, not the differences. You know, what are the similarities? They have a problem with alcohol and they're sober and, you know, they just shared that they have 20 years. Oh, my gosh, I want to have 20 years one day. What are the similarities? Well, there's women here. We're women or there's men here. There's men. And, you know, to be able to really dig in and listen for the good things that people say, the things that you can take away. So I'll often say when I'm doing coaching, okay, so what are, you know, three things that you heard that you wanted to take away from that meeting or, um, you know, coach them to the point where they say, I'm going to find these three things. And if you're focusing on remembering three good things about the meeting, chances are you're not going to get into your car and think about the three things that 
pardon me, pissed you off that someone said, or that, you know, you just couldn't relate to that. You hear that a lot. Well, I couldn't relate to it. It's a man who, you know, was under a bridge and, or a man who got fired from being a CEO. I'm not a CEO um, or a woman who got, you know, lost her whole everything, um, her job, her, you know, sales team, whatever, because of her drinking. And that's nothing like me. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a librarian and I can't relate yeah. to people in business. No. What are the similarities? They have a drinking problem and they came to AA to get help and they're sober. And, you know, there's not much more that you need from that. Um, I think also I think too, that you know, answered the your question. Is, no, absolutely. And you know, the thing is too, I think Shauna is that one of the things that I've found is that I might not be able to identify with the story or mm-hmm. the experience, but I can identify with the feelings that this person's having and the perspective, right? So although yeah. they're under a bridge and I wasn't under a bridge, their feeling of powerlessness was the same as my feeling of powerlessness. Right. And I think you have to be open when you go to meetings to listen, actually to really listen to people. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't fit, let it go. You know, I want to I want to jump into this because I think this is important about like picking I- the right people. Oh yeah, go ahead. Okay. No, but when you said listening, that's another way indicating the health of a group. If people are sharing just the problems and not sharing the solution, like, okay, I'm ha- I'm really struggling with this. And I talked to my sponsor and we read this part of the book. And so I know that I need to turn it over and I'm really doing that and trying to do that. If they're just saying this happened and this happened and this happened, my life has gone to shit and blah, 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 blah. Then, you know, they're in the problem and not in the solution. So you're always listening for the solution. And if people are talking and discussing each other's shares, that's called crosstalk or giving it advice that's not a healthy meeting either we share from our experience i went through my experience my experience was this and this is what i learned from it and i'm still really struggling but i'm here i'm showing up every day so yeah absolutely and you know unless it is an actual crosstalk meeting and you know shout out to the burbank group i used to go to a men's crosstalk (laughs) and it was an actual crosstalk meeting uh, you're absolutely right. You know, one of the things that I wanted to dive into is how to set up your meeting schedule to be able to find your home group. One of the mm-hmm. blessings that I had, Shauna, is I had a phenomenal sponsor. Shout out to Kevin and his wife, Christy, who really saved my ass. And I was in San Francisco and I wasn't mm-hmm. really given a choice about what meetings I could go to. They told me once I got a sponsor, what meetings I was going to go to. Now, for me, that was perfect because my mm-hmm. ideas got me in there and I needed to have enough humility. And I was like, I don't want to go to the Merchant Marine building you know, in San Francisco with the average age was like 95 and sit and do a big book study. But right. but he knew that that was the place that I was going to get the most, right? So there was a big book study that I had to do every week. There was a home group. And then there was like meetings that he went to that he knew that I would see him there twice a week, right? right. And then I could pick one that I could pick a meeting that I wanted to go to, right? And and that, which was great for me because I was just a knucklehead in my 20s who really needed to stay sober and had no plan. And his ability to be able to serve it to me like that for me to, and for me to be able to receive it was great, Shauna, because 
like I find that a lot of the times, if you can pick even a group of people who have more time that are invested in you staying sober, they will pick for you meetings. Why don't you try this out? Why don't you try that out? And just following their direction is where I've gotten most of the blessings in the 12-step group. Mm -hmm. And we have to take some response. So if you don't have a group of people that are telling you which meeting or recommending, we have to take some personal responsibility as well. Don't forget, a lot of people in AA have come into AA or drank because they had social anxiety or social issues and or they're, you know, whatever they're, you know, they continue to feel shy and they might not come out and say, oh, hey, welcome to AA, um, you know, and then here are some other meetings I go to. We have to take our own responsibility to and ask. So if there are people who are talking about the solution and they're what I would say, happy, joyous, free, you know, the problems come along and they seem to manage them well, um, they're, they've got great serenity. I would go up to them and say, what other meetings do you go to? What meetings would you suggest? But I love what your sponsor said. You know, I want you to go to a step meeting. I want you to do a big, or my suggestion is a step meeting, a big book study, mm-hmm. a speaker meeting, um, you know, and then a, a meditation meeting and, you know, find those. And here are some groups that I would suggest. I think that's great. Like I have, I know a meeting um, where I live is a great meeting for um, women. It's a women's meeting and a lot of young moms are in there, but there's also a lot of moms with grandchildren. So you have both ends of the spectrum of sobriety of um, types of women, women who have been through it. And well, obviously everyone's been through it, but at different stages of their life. And it's a big book on one night or one morning and a step on the other or speaker meeting once a month. And so I always recommend that to the, to the, to my sponsees that fit in with that demographic, either demographic, the younger or the older, because there's such great sobriety uh, in that and such great recovery in that it kind of hits all the boxes. And exactly so far I've had really good feedback from it. Yeah. You know what? I think one of the things too is finding, finding not just what people say regarding the groups too, is look at Mm -hmm. actually what they do. You know, I think one of the, one of the big blessings for me is I was around people who were judges and doctors and all kinds of stuff, right? Like look at the, look at what they actually do. Do they show up every Saturday? Like clockwork, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, it's so funny that I see a lot of times people in 12 step m- groups that they'll say, well, hey, I really want to get married and I want to have kids and I want to have a career and I want to do all this other stuff. But they hang around people who are unemployed, who have mm-hmm. a lot of time that aren't really working a program, right? That look cool, maybe, but aren't really doing it. Right. And eventually what happens is they just get turned off. For those right. people, whereas there's a whole other group of the people that might not be as sexy as the package, <laughs> but actually yeah. are doing it. You know, I was always told it's like when you pick a sponsor and when you pick a home group, make sure that there's people in there that are a couple of cycles ahead of you in what you want to experience. So if you're unemployed and you want to get a career, are there two or three guys in there that actually have careers that are actually mm-hmm. showing up every day and doing it? Are there people that are married and have kids in there? 
right? So because so much, I believe, of the power of 12 steps is modeling, like what Tony Robbins said, you know, it's modeling what other people have done to stay sober and be productive. Well, that's just it. And, you know, we, you and I have discussed on another podcast, I can't remember which one, but, you know, stick with the winners, surround yourself with people, like you just said, you want to be like, that you want to emulate, that they have what you want, because we're also, you know, subconsciously, we're taking that all in. If you, if you are unemployed and you hang out with all the unemployed people that are just sitting around at a coffee shop, chances are you're not going to be challenged in your own life that that is, you know, they might be okay with it, but you might not realize, but they might be living off a trust fund. They don't have to be employed. So they can just loll in the the Florida sunshine and be like, hmm, whatever. You you just never know. But for me, I I wanted to get and stay sober that I had to I had to make friends, make time with the women who had strong sobriety. They might not have long sobriety, but they have strong. It's not the days in your recovery. It's the recovery in your days because some people get it and they work it and work it and work it. And they're able to have a life that is serene, that they are able to match all that calamity and the or the chaos has been minimized because they approach it differently. Um, I I could not spend my time with the people who were like me chronically relapsing because it just gave me an ability to rationalize my way out and go, well, so-and-so did it or Joni did it. And, you know, she, she went, ended up going back to meetings. Oh my gosh. No, I'd rather, I needed to really stick with the people who were, like you said, a couple cycles ahead of me or many cycles ahead of me so that I could get what they have by um, watching them and being with them. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that are maybe listening to this that are thinking about trying out AA, NA, Cocaine Anonymous, any of the 12-step groups, um, it might be saying, well, how, you know, Shauna, Damon, how do I actually join the group? Right. They're like it, it's like, how do I join the group? Do I do I have to sign anything? Do I have to right? Because I've I've had people do it. Just and just to to clarify, Shauna, people just have to show up to these groups right. consistently and just participate. Right. That right. is right. all you really have to do. Yeah, just show up, get to know them. They'll say, you know, if you'd like to join us and become a member of this home group, almost every group will say that. Um, just see one of the home group members after the meeting. Home group members, can you raise your hand? That's always a good way to find someone to go up and talk to after me. Oh, I see you raised. What does, and you can ask, okay, what does it mean to be a member of the home group? Well, we want you, you know, we'd like you to come to the business meetings. Those, those are decisions that are made about the group. There are service positions and you can get right in. I was newly sober and I got the position of greeter. I know that surprises you and would surprise anyone one that I was the greeter, but you know, I was newly sober, but I needed a, I had to, and that helped me to get there early because I had to get there before everybody to greet everybody and welcome people in, um, and be the face of the group. And, uh, you know, because I'm so shy and quiet, it was very difficult for me. No, I'm kidding. No, I think y'all I know I'm, I'm I love it. definitely not greeter. shy and quiet. Um, but you know, but even that didn't keep me sober, Damon, being the greeter. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. uh, you know, I was the greeter, but I wasn't working. So I had the service going, but I didn't have my recovery base. I wasn't working 
I picked a sponsor who never opened up the big book with me. Mm -hmm. And that, that was a problem for me because I really needed the solution as it's written in the book. Um, so that was for me, I, there was a gap still and I ended up picking up again. I, Cause you can't stay sober on service on service. You can't stay sober on fellowship. Got to stay sober on recovery. And then the others add into it. They enhance your experience. You know, before we conclude this episode, I think maybe what we should do is also cover traditional AA and NA and kind of what I'm going to call new age AA and NA. And there there is a difference, Shauna. And what you, you just talked about having a sponsor that doesn't have a sponsor, uh, having a home group that doesn't read from the book or have a big book mm-hmm. study, right? Like, uh, like those are much more like, I, I find the risk is higher, especially for people that come in that don't do it. Like for me, when I'm ever giving any advice, I'd love to hear this too from you is like when picking a home group, that's a place you're going to show up to and they're going to know that you're coming. If you Mm -hmm. don't show up, they're going to wonder where you're at. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like making sure that those, especially in early sobriety, that those groups are focused on the actual program of Alcoholics Anonymous or NA, the actual program. And there's, you see people in there that are actually referring to the program and Mm -hmm. actually doing the program. And I think that that's, I think that's important, Shauna, because a lot of the times, like you just shared, I see people that go out that say, I gave it a try. I gave 12 steps a try, but it didn't work for me, but they were in, they were physically in In the group, a meeting, but they weren't really doing the program. Well, because what is the program? The program is to follow the steps one through 12. It's a suggested program of recovery. It says it right in the book, which is doing the work for steps one through 12. And you're promised to be able to recover from a hopeless state of mind and body if you get through one through 12. So I've also heard a lot of people say, I tried AA. I'm like, oh, yeah, how did you, you know, you did your fourth step and your fifth and you were sponsoring people, step 12, you know, all the way through praying meditation. No, I didn't do that. Well, AA isn't going to a few meetings and doing the first and second step. It's the suggested program of recovery is all of the 12 steps. So no one can say they tried AA if they didn't get through all of the 12 steps. So if the home group is not talking about, like you said, if the home group is not talking, referring to a step or, you know, I found this challenging. So I had to do a quick spot check inventory and check out one of my, you know, what was driving me? What was my motivation behind that? And I saw that it was one of my character defects, you know, so I went and I prayed about it and I talked with my sponsor about it. If they're not talking about that, those kind of things, and they're just talking about, I, I went to a meeting And I went to the liquor store after it because in the meeting, this woman was saying that she was out shopping and she just couldn't decide whether to buy these Pottery Barn sheets or these other ones. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm going to die of this disease. And this woman's talking about Pottery Barn sheets. Where Where is the solution in this meeting? Needless to say, I haven't been back to um, that meeting i never went back to that meeting because i ended up going to the liquor store on the way home because i thought if i i don't know why i should go to aa 
if that's what they're talking about, that's not helping me stay sober or get and stay sober. Absolutely. I really needed this solution. Yeah, you have to find places that have a solution. So yeah. uh, final thought, Shauna, uh, on this, on picking the right 12-step group for you. What if there's somebody out there that's listening to say, man, you know what? I'm, I've, I've tried. It just mm-hmm. hasn't worked out for me. What, what's your answer to that? Open up meeting guide. Look for filter on big book group. Primary purpose, step group, women's meeting, men's meeting. Um, or if you're, you know, there are also LGBTQ meetings that are specific to different communities. There's even one here in Toronto that's a Russian speaking meeting because they, they they had such a large community. You can find those groups, um, you know, but really look for the ones that are strong in the program. And listen, re-listen to this webinar or not webinar, re-listen to this podcast because we've got a lot of great tips in here. So closing Mm -hmm. thoughts, primary purpose, big book, solution focused. Absolutely. And solution meaning the 12 steps. Great episode. Thank you so much for coming on today. We're going to put links on how you can reach Shauna. Guys, if you have questions about you know, how to pick a 12-step group, how to do that. We're both open to help oh, anyone absolutely. Uh, for free. So just, you know, hit us up here yeah. on the thread here. Make sure to like and follow. Tell a friend who yeah. uh, about this episode that might be struggling trying to find a home group. Shauna, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Okay, thank you, Damon. It's always great to spend time with you. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free, and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.